T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And in the bullpen, the American League starting pitcher for the 60th All-Star Game. He leads the league with 13 wins in 1989 from the Oakland Athletics, number 34, Dave Stewart. Fly ball, center field. Dave Henderson makes the call. A no-hitter for Dave Stewart. You know, had I not won the 20-game the 20, 20 seasons four years in a row, maybe I would search to find something to, to satisfy me other than a Cy Young, or, or I would search to win a Cy Young. But I know that I have done something the last four years that haven't been accomplished in, in years, and that makes me proud. It makes me satisfied that I'm, I've been able to do that. Three straight years with 20 wins or more. Third, backhanded by Phillips, straightens up, and Stewart has his shutout. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel, Sunday mornings on The Score. Welcome back in. Man, an intense moment in Chicago baseball in our two-team town. Big-time trades on both sides of town. Teams going in opposite directions. And the willingness to deal with each other has been a beautiful thing. I've enjoyed talking with you guys all morning, but pleased now to have a guest on the show and not just any guest. You heard the highlights right there. Dave Stewart. You can find him on Twitter at DSmoke34. Uh, three-time World Series champion, World Series MVP, two-time ALCS MVP, a man who has held, God, like seven different jobs around baseball outside of being a player. I got lots to talk about with Dave Stewart, including his old boss on multiple levels, Tony La Russa, as we welcome in Dave Stewart right now on the Score Hotline, the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Dave, good morning. Thank you for the time. How you doing? Doing all right, man. Thank you very much for having me on. Absolutely. So um, I was a Red Sox fan uh, in between 1988 and 92 in college, watching them win the division twice and go to the playoffs and just get absolutely spanked by Dave Stewart and Bob Welch and that entire team. I mean, just misery you brought upon me and so many others, Dave. I was there when you beat Clemens. Was it nine to one? In the first game of the 1990 ALCS, the whole stadium, I was in standing room. It was like, all right, here we go. Yeah, no, 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 not so much as Dave Stewart just completely shut them down. Did you take joy in quieting Fenway Park as often as you did? 
you know, believe it or not, it was one of my favorite places to pitch. Uh, I like going into Fenway. I like the closeness of the fans. Um, I like their passion towards uh, their team. Um, and so, uh, you know, having an opportunity to go there and, and pitch against uh, the Red Sox and pitch against that team. I mean, they had some, some great players, uh, you know, starting with Jim Rice and Dwight Evans. You got Wade Bob, you had Gedman, you had Greenwell. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a nice team uh, to pitch against. And, and so what I liked about Boston is pitching in the ballpark, which is not a pitcher-friendly park, um, and pitching against that team and just seeing how successful you can be against that offense. Where did your uh, demeanor on the mound come from? Is that always the way you went about it, or did you emulate anyone at one point? In this town, we've got Lucas Giolito, who has talked openly about Bob Gibson and how his dad taught him about Bob Gibson, showed him video, and Lucas has kind of taken on a very, uh, a very firm and frightening demeanor. It, did that come natural to you, or did you acquire it somewhere along the way? Well, as a kid, I, you know, I had an opportunity to see Bob Gibson pitch. Um, and um, he was the, the style that, that I wanted to be like. Uh, Fergie Jenkins, um, and I grew up watching Juan Marinchel. Um, I had an opportunity to be around Sandy Koufax, which Sandy Koufax really had a strong impression on my, my baseball career. And so with the combination of all those guys, um, and then, you know, get an opportunity. Once I got to Oakland, I got the opportunity to start every fourth and fifth day. Um, I started to develop into the person that I, that I, that I was, but I always remembered Koufax and, and Drysdale telling me that, um, you know, you want to you want to be sure that you distance yourself from the guys on the other side. The guys on the other side side are the offensive players. Make sure you keep that mystique about yourself, and it it will it will give you a certain measure of success. And, and it was the best advice that I ever got. Boy, that makes a lot of sense. I forgot about, of course, dealing with Drysdale and dealing with Koufax. Were those guys around as you were coming up with the Dodgers, 78, 79, 80? In 81? They were pillars in, in, in our spring trainings. Drysdale, Koufax, Newcomb, Capanella, uh, Schneider. I mean, we got an opportunity to be around those guys every day. Back then, spring training was almost too much um, for six weeks uh, just to be around those guys and feel the tradition of the Dodger organization and, and hear the stories from Roy Campanella and Newcomb and just understand what the the true Dodger tradition was like. Man. So Dave Stewart, um, those years coming up with the Dodgers and then bounced around a little bit to Texas and to Philly. What clicked in, in Oakland? What, what clicked there in Oakland playing for Tony? I mean, winning 20 games four years in a row from 87 to 90 and just being able to pitch that much, that many starts, led the majors in starts four years in a row, all those innings. What, what, what changed at that point in your career at the age of, of 30 is when you had your first great overall starting pitching year? You know, it's funny how, how things happen, um, but it, it, all be, it all begins in your backyard, uh, quite frankly. You, you, you know, you're playing baseball or playing a game with your brother, which was the case with me and my brother Gregory, and going through different situations and, and opportunities against 
the greatest hitters in the game. It seemed like every time I was pitching against somebody, it was Willie Mays or it was Willie McCovey or it was, you know, a great player. And then as you get older, you know, in minor leagues, I, I had a, a good minor league um, career as a starting pitcher. I knew what I was doing. I was getting regular work starting every fifth day, um, putting up innings and, and winning baseball games. And then you get to the big leagues and you have to make a team no matter what, uh, any way that you can. And the Dodgers rotation wasn't an easy toe rotation to crack, but I did get some spot starts there, mostly pitching out of the pen. Traded to Texas and the same thing back and forth and in and out of the rotation, and in Philadelphia, no opportunity at all, and eventually I was released. Um, but when Tony LaRusso and Dave Duncan uh, came to Oakland, um, I always had it in the back of my mind that the things that I was capable of doing, and I never forgot the pitcher I was in the minor leagues, um, waiting for that opportunity at the big leagues, and, and uh, Duncan and Tony, they gave me that opportunity. Dave, we're watching Tony La Russa very closely every day here uh, with the White Sox, and it was a very bumpy beginning, um, and it has it has settled into a place where clearly he and the ball club get along really well. And some of it, you know, some of it along the way, it seems like Tony doesn't care if if his players hate him as long as they respect him. Um, and I I wonder if there's value in that from the players' perspective. If 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 you notice that dynamic while during your years together. Oh, my guess would be that um, the relationship at the beginning of the year was kind of like a fixed marriage. You know, you get uh, you got one side and the other side, and all of a sudden you're you're put together and you're expected to to have a life together. Um, what I can tell you about Tony, um, and I have a personal relationship with him. I consider him to be one of my close friends. Um, is if the players like him then that's great. Um, but, yeah, I think that the, the ultimate thing is, is he's trying to earn your respect. Um, and if he earns your respect, that's all you can really ask of, of, of a baseball situation. You know, I've got teammates that, you know, respect me. We, didn't, we weren't necessarily friends, and I've got teammates that are my friends now 30, 40 years away from the game. Um, if you allow Tony to be who he is as a manager. Um, he will earn your respect on the field. He'll earn your respect um, that he clearly understands what he's doing, um, that there are very few that are better than him in game um, strategizing and being ready um, for the competition of that day. Hmm. I, have you have you been following or have you talked to Tony during this uh, this time with the White Sox? Is he enjoying himself? I actually came to see him. I was in Chicago uh, less than a month ago. Um, we talked maybe um, once a week, maybe once every other week. It just depends on how busy he is and how how things are going and how busy my schedule is. But we try to try to communicate via either phone. Or text. He's not the greatest at text messaging. You can text him, and you give him a sentence, and he'll send something back in two words. And so I, I try to uh, I try to have conversations with him. But he, he's he's as intense as they get during the course of a season. And um, you know his his thing is you know let the players go out and play, and I just want to stay out of the way. I don't want to mess this thing up. And and 
you'll hear him say that. And so what he wants to do is he wants to be prepared to be sure that if something's going to happen to the negative, it's not going to happen on his side. What, what's something you can give Tony crap about that, 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 that other people cannot because you guys are tight? So, something that you can needle Tony because uh, we all do it to each other with our friends. We, we go back and forth. We can be at dinner with friends or dinner with um, acquaintances. And at some point, it always comes up taking me out of the game in that 1988 World Series. So, you know, and he, he, he will say that he made the right move. And I'll say you did make the right move. And we go back and forth. Uh-huh. But we're both passionate. We're both passionate about the fact that the 88 World Series is one that we should have won. Um, but when we when we're you know out having dinner and and we're talking about just the great memories of all of our guys McGuire and, and Carney Lansford and Dave Parker and Ricky Henderson and the guys Dave Henderson the guys that we played with and the fun times that we've had um, when I really want to get him I bring up that '88 World Series. Yeah, eight innings, uh, six hits, three earned runs, five Ks. You'd faced uh, 32 batters. I'm looking for total pitches here in that game. But, yeah, I mean, Eckersley had a pretty good year uh, that year, as I recall, uh, Dave. I mean, I kind of – I understand the move from his perspective. I know it didn't work out. Uh, look who's coming up. I know it didn't work out. But Eck, Eck was pretty good, wasn't he? Oh, Eck, Eck was great. He was absolutely <laughs> great, you know. But I was, I was for our team. I was the guy that, you know, a one-run game – Late, you know, I had a, I'm not sure how many complete games that year, maybe 12, 13 that year. But, um, you know, when we're late and the game is that close, um, and more times than not, um, he'd, he'd let me finish it. And you're right. I mean, when you got a Dennis Eckersley in the bullpen, uh, it's, it's, it's a flip of coin. You know, either you're going to let a guy that's got probably 130 pitches finish it or, you're going to go with your fresh arm and, and a guy that's automatic in that bullpen. And, you know, be, at dinner, I have a good time, but never question his decisions during the course of the year when we're, when we're competing. 14 complete games, 275 innings uh, and two-thirds. I don't want to leave out the two-thirds for Dave Stewart there in 88. It's a very different challenge for Tony now. I mean, I remember your bullpen – so clearly, and it was like, uh, you know, uh, Eric Plunk and Greg Cattaray as the long guys, Gene Nelson, Rick Honeycutt as the short guys, and then Eck to finish off. It, it, it was such defined roles that Tony kind of pioneered. Now he's got two closers. Man, it, it, he's, got, he's got two of the best closers in the game on the same team. I, I, any, any idea how, how he's going to handle this, how he's going to deal with this? It's a fascinating place for Tony to be right now. Well, it's a great place. And, you know, one of the things that he talked about um, before the season started, um, after spending some time uh, through spring training and spring training games, is how good arms he had in the bullpen. And now you've added, you know, another great arm in that bullpen. Um, And, you know, all I can tell you is he's going to figure it out. Uh, I can't recall any time um, in our years where – um, he had two closers. We only had one. We had Dennis Eckersley. And if we used Dennis on multiple days, then, you know, we could let Honey finish it. And, and that's how it was. But when you've got a Kimbrel and when you've got uh, you've got Liam, 
you know, it may be the more experienced guy. Kimbrell is the guy that's probably got the more experience closing games down there. Liam um, has literally been doing that job for about three years. Um, but he's done a tremendous job. Uh, obviously, I get a chance to see Liam um, in Oakland when I um, broadcast for the Oakland A's. Mm. And uh, Liam Hendricks has really come a long way, and he's done a tremendous job. Um, and he's really made a great life for himself as a dependable piece in your bullpen. But like I said, Kimbrell is, is the, the veteran guy um, when it comes to closing games. Um, but one thing I know is Tony will do a great job of mixing and matching and making sure that both guys um, get plenty enough work. Uh, Dave, Dave Stewart, after your playing career, you've been a pitching coach. You've been a general manager. You've been an agent. You've done a lot of different things around this game. So looking at it from, from all the different perspectives that you have, I feel like this trade deadline was incredibly healthy for the game and exciting. I know it messed with a lot of people's emotions, fans and players itself, but man, this was, this was crazy fun. I hope the commissioner and those around the game agree because I think this has been a healthy stretch for baseball. What do you think? I, I think it's one of the most exciting trade deadlines that I've ever experienced in 45 years. Hmm. Um, it's just absolutely unbelievable. The players that, that went from one side to the other. I mean, who would have thought that, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd lose a Kimbrough, um, you'd lose a Baez, and you lose a, and you lose a, a Bryant all in, 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 in one trade season. Um, who would think that? Rizzo as well. Don't let me forget Rizzo. Um, and, and then the teams that are receiving. I mean, the Yankees, although I don't know how that's going to end up for them, if they've got a shot at the wild card or not, I think not. Uh, but they certainly are going to be a good team in the in the upcoming year with the, with the depth that they've added to themselves and, and the talent that they've added. The White Sox, this could be, you know, and Tony will hate me for saying this, but this could be the start of a dynasty for the, for the White Sox. Um, I people talk about the the Dodgers, but I look at the the White Sox as the as the as the World Series favorites. Uh, I, I like their team. I like their offense. I like their pitching. Um, and then the, the, the man that leads that team, I think, is very important as well. But I don't want to leave out the Dodgers. I mean, you go out and you get a Max Scherzer and a Trey Turner <laughs> with a team that's already uh, considered to be a super team. Uh, you know, just, just look at the names that, that were just mentioned, and that happened in a matter of days, not even – this happened in a matter of days. These these players shifted from one team to another team, and they're going to have significant impact on the teams that they've joined. Uh, Dave, you mentioned the Dodgers, and I think a lot of people appreciated your passion and your vehemence when you spoke about how long it took for the Dodgers to get Trevor Bauer onto administrative leave, and I know it bothered you. You've got six sisters, right? And, and it's uh, yes. I, I I know it hit you deeply. Um, I, do you suspect that he ever plays for them again? The more stuff that's coming out of there now, I, th- I think Trevor might be done there no matter what. What do you think? I think it's going to be, be difficult. You know, I've got, like I said, I've got six sisters. Um, I've got uh, two daughters, a, a wife. Um, and everybody that I've talked to, um, I actually was just in Chicago day before yesterday at your national uh, card show there. Mm-hmm. And everybody that I've talked to has has walked up to me and, and 
said how proud they were that um, I stepped up and I said something. Um, you know, I, I saw an executive from the Dodgers in in uh, in uh, at the All Star game in Colorado uh, before I got on the elevator, and and he approached me and said that um, that I didn't know what had happened and I was I was wrong to miss was wrong to speak in that situation and that I was general manager and you know that the team can't do anything without the league uh, doing something first and. He's right. I, I was a general manager, and he was wrong in the sense that the team can do something. Now we could be, we could have a grievance filed against us from the players' association and the agent, um, but the team can suspend a, a player initially and not wait for Major League Baseball to do it. And, and that's what was disappointing for me about uh, the Dodgers organization at that time. Hmm. Um, whether Trevor Bauer will play in a, a, play again. I think it's going to be difficult um, for anyone um, to know what has taken place in his background because he's a fine-tooth comb is going through his life right now, and you can believe that some other things are going to come up. And when those things do come up, along with the, 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 the everlasting picture of that young lady and how she looked, it's already been said that his teammates don't want him back in that clubhouse. Um, I, I think it's going to be very difficult for him to resume his life as a major league player. Yeah, I, th I think that's true. Well, sorry to end it on that note, Dave, but I wanted to make sure I got there. It's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I could ask you a million things, and we appreciate the time. Uh, good luck with everything, and thanks so much for joining us in Chicago. But we'll be watching your, uh, your, your, your friend Tony and see if they can lock it down. White Sox World Series favorites, says Dave Stewart. Uh, right? I'm picking them. <laughs> and uh, thank you guys very much for having me on. This, this has been fun. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you, Dave. That's Dave Stewart right there. A long time uh, Oakland pitcher, Dodger pitcher. Good grab there, Sean Anderson. Hope you have enjoyed hitting run today. Lord knows I did. The first couple hours, just you and me, listeners, processing everything. If you missed it, go back and check the podcast as we talked a lot about the trades and how you're feeling, Cub fans and Sox fans alike. Thank you to Sean Anderson, doing a great job producing. Thank you to Dave Stewart, smoke right there, even though he broke my damn 18-year-old heart and 20-year-old heart at that as well. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Danny Parkins is back tomorrow along with me. Parkins and Spiegel resumes. I'll tell you what, track two from Justin Fields' Forever, the album, is going to come this week. It's time. Camp has begun. Have a great week, everybody, and I'll talk to you tomorrow on Parkins and Spiegel right here on 670 The Score. Stewart? Like Dave Stewart a little bit, right? Don't you ever come out here ever again. Don't you ever bring your ass in here again. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t oh, 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 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.